0: Sahana Vabato Sahana Vabato Sahana Vabato Sahana Vabato Sahana Vabato Sahaveeryam Karava Namashri Shankarananda Guru Padambujan Mane Savila Samaha Hakra Saika Karmane Vena Shritan Dvaitam Vibhichyate Viveke Sati Ji Vena Bhavet Mahyantu Prakritim Vidyat Mahinantu Maheshwaram Samāgī Srijati Dhyahu Shveda Shvatarashakhinaha Atma Bhai Damakre Boot Saikshata Srijati Sankal Bhakti Rajaha come by Vagni Jalovu Shadhan Nadehah Kramadami Sambhuta Brahmanas Tasma, Eta Sma Jagaditya tittirihi Ida magre sa deva seed Bahut jadini Sasar jeticha samaga Bis pulling gayatha vanhehe Jayantheksharatas bhava Itya Tharvaniki Shruti Jagadabya Kratam Purvam Asidya Dhuna Trishya Bhyan Namaru Bhavyam Vidada Dishute Spute Vidan Manurna Rogava Karashva Java Yastatha Pipilika Vadidvandvam iti vajasa neenaa krtva jaivam dehe pravishatishwarah iti ta prahu jeevatvam prana chaitanyam yadadishthanam dishtanam punah chichhaya That sang ho Maheshwari to Mayaya Tasya nirnana shakti Vidyate mo hashakti sha tam ji vam mo hayat yaso Mohada nisha tam prapya Bagneva pushi show jati Isha vaitam Sarva so chanting this section you know what it does is that it gives this you know arthas puranam takes place when you when you chant the whole section because you know you have studied it and then when you chant it some, something happens and it's nice to be in touch with this whole section before we leave this section and you know there is still uh, some some ground to cover and uh, one of the things that we are going to do today is just to do what is called in Sanskrit Simha Balokanam, of what is Ishvara Srishti. because we are on the borderline of Ishvara Srishti and Jeeva Srishti. and before we plunge into Jeeva Srishti, that everybody knows and does not love so well, um, it is good to do this. What is called Simhavalokanam. Simhavalokanam means they, the lions gaze. When does the lion gaze? Apparently, this comes from an ancient, uh, you know, observation that you know the lion, uh, the lion just doesn't do anything. You know, the lion just sits there, and uh, the lioness actually hunts. Sometimes they both hunt. But if it is, you know, if he's uh, is in, in a family with cubs and all, it's the lioness's uh, problem to feed the children. But before that, whatever she brings, some hyena, some some animal, you know, buffalo, hyena, etc., has to be, you know, just like you do Naivedya to Bhagawan, <coughs> she has to give everything to him. <coughs> so she drags, kills, does the hard work, and he just sits and growls, he eats first. That's why it's called the lion's share. Ah. The cubs sit in the distance and watch. <coughs> the lioness also sits in the distance and just watches because if they approach, they're going to be, you know, they're going to get a swipe from the claws and they're going to get growled at. So they respectfully uh, sit and watch. Till, the, till he finishes his lion's share. Then he leaves the carcass to them. You know, whatever is left over for them, it's a buffet. And then they slowly come after he has finished his uh, meal and he's touching his lips with his napkin and he's drunk his water and all these things. Then he slowly departs from there. because What's the point of sitting there? He has had his uh, lunch. And then he goes. And then as he goes, you know, they are still not approaching. They are still waiting to make sure he has finished his lunch. As he goes, he left from a certain distance. And he turns around and looks at the carcass. He looks at what a wonderful job he has done. Uh, and then he goes away. So this is what is called Simhavalokanam. Uh, you know, in uh, <clears throat> based on this ancient uh, observation of the habit of the lion to, uh, you know, to look at what it has assimilated, like after it has assimilated. So that is what is called Simhavalokanam. So we'll be doing that and then we'll be looking, you know, uh, we'll be looking today uh, and in the subsequent classes um, on a, we will be uh, taking a look at uh, an important question because if the question of, when did I, you know, when did I become Jiva? If I am Ishvara, when did I become Jiva? If that question is futile as we saw in the, you know, earlier class, uh, then perhaps we should reframe the, you know, question. How to get out of jivatvam a.k.a. Samsara? That's a much better, uh, you know, use of our time. So, we'll be looking at that also in the subsequent classes. In fact, that is the focus of the entire chapter and, you know, uh, both cognitively, you know, and in practice, what are some practices that I can follow uh, to, to not succumb to what is called, you know, samsara, which is a, another name for jivatvam. Jivatvam means we only understand because we have been looking at this uh, term carefully but most other people who have not studied will identify better with you know with uh, will identify the word samsara better as describing the condition of the uh, the jiva who is uh, you know having a sense of alienation from the whole so now coming back to the Simhavalokanam of what is called ishvara Srishti, there are some things to go over and do, to look at what we have accomplished so far So, the first thing we have to see is that the description, this long description of Ishvara Srishti, you know, with the help of uh, so many metaphors and with the help of so many Shruti Vakyas, you know, done by Vidyaranya, you know, is for, uh, for some specific purposes and the first purpose is to you know is not just to the, the purpose is not just to contrast ishvara srishti and jiva srishti although that is a secondary purpose but the first purpose is for us to be able to see ishvara srishti for what it is as means the mumukshu's jigyasus. for the people who are studying this you know this is this is the primary purpose of this first 13 verses. That is and, and I am aware. We haven't done verse thirty. We will be looking at that. But uh, you know that is going into the territory of Jiva Srishti. So before we go there. I wanted to do this, uh, this portion. I wanted to spend some time. Looking back at what we have accomplished. In the last uh, 10 days or so. So the you know. So the reason why Ishvara Srishti is described. Is so that we have a different understanding of Ishvara Srishti than what one has accumulated through many, many sources. You know, in the absence of learning about the Shruti, in the absence of understanding the vision of the Shruti, until one uh, got exposed to the Shruti, it is not that one has come to the uh, to the Vidya as a clean slate. Nobody is a clean slate. In fact, you know, the part of Vedanta Shastra and the work of the teacher is, is erasure of wrong notions that have accrued, that have, you know, the patina of wrong notions. You know, you know that is what has to be removed. And that is the Shruti's job are the teacher. And that is what is going on in the first 13 verses. That is the primary purpose of writing about Ishvara Srishti. And so what are these wrong notions? And just to summarize them, we have seen some of them in detail. So the, the wrong notions centered around Ishwar Srishti are so pervasive that they affect my outlook, you know, about the Jagat. They, they, they bleed into the Jagat and they also bleed into my own perception of myself. So you see, so the, the consequences... Of having a wrong understanding of what Ishvara's Jagat is, or what is the role of Ishvara as creator and what is Ishvara? If people do not understand, then the you know everything is soured. Uh, so one's understanding of Ishvara is naturally skewed. Why? Because I don't understand Ishvara, and because of that I have wrong notions about what Ishvara is. Then one's understanding of the jagat is also twisted, distorted. Right? Because somehow somewhere I have uh, you know, accumulated the understanding, you know, uh, that the Jagat, who is responsible for the Jagat? You know, not me, because I was just born into this scheme of things. And this scheme of things, some Ishvara must be the the, the cause. And then this Ishvara is partial. You know, dosha. Naigrindhya dosha means this Ishvara has the fallacy of partiality because look, somebody is driving in a wonderful car and uh, I barely have two legs to walk on, they don't even function properly. Somebody else is, you know, uh, going in the going on cruise and uh, what, you know, and I, I can't even barely manage to rub two pennies together. Someone else is having a wonderful lot in life and I have been you know, discriminated against. So you see, the whole Jagat, you know, the the perception of the Jagat is already skewed because of non-comprehension of what is Ishvara and what is Ishvara Srishti. And then, you know, the perception of myself is also skewed. No, but what is the connection between Ishvara and myself? Hello, you are Ishvara. (laughs) And if that is not understood, because part of understanding Ishvara Srishti is that you are not separate from it, you are not separate from the maker, that is all included as we have seen in the Ishvara Srishti. And if that is not understood, the perception of oneself is also very much, you know, in danger, is skewed, is twisted, is distorted. And that is, you know, though that is the um, that is the cost, very costly to not know ishvara Srishti. So therefore, these first 13 verses are not to be taken lightly and not to be forgotten. That's why we keep chanting it. And you know, so because there should be that Arthas Puranam and there should be a level of internalization before we proceed further because these are what is the foundation of the entire chapter 4, and these are the foundations, these are the stepping stones from the river of samsara. <laughs> ah, this is what we these are the verses that we have to grab a hold of and gain the footing in order to get out of this, you know, the crocodiles, etc., infesting the river of samsara. So that's why these verses are not just for alankara purposes alankara means the you know, embellishment oh let us start off with a big bang let us talk about you know the shruti vakyas it's not the purpose so the first purpose is to you know to to discuss ishvara srishti at length is to to have a kind of a effect of purging from one's awareness and one's, you know infrastructure all other notions about the oneself, about the Jagat, about Ishvara himself, herself, that do not belong. But then how did these notions come into being? Huh? And for that, you know, we have to thank, you know, Ajnana. That is what we have to thank. We have to thank Agnyanam because of which there is Viparita Jnana. Ajnana. Agnyanam doesn't sit still. Agnyanam means ignorance. Ignorance doesn't sit still. When it sits in the mind, you know, it it creates a lot of mischief. And the first mischief it creates is to, you know, is to make the Jagat a sitting duck for all kinds of wrong notions. Is to make oneself a sitting duck for all kinds of wrong notions. And then to make Ishvara, of course, you know, is the biggest scapegoat for all kinds of wrong notions. Why? Because as we have seen, you know, Prakriti, Maya Shakti has given the, has given, you know, has given the human mind, it is Jitchaya, that is what it is. So Jitchaya means it is just that consciousness alone, it is free, it is free, it is unfettered enough in the human mind, you know, this consciousness, this awareness is unfettered enough to come to a conclusion about oneself that is wrong. So the Adhisthana is there. But if the Adhisthana, the source of everything is not understood, there is definitely going to be Adhyasa. Adhyasa means a terrible mistake. Yeah. Adhi, the answer. So it's not that Maya Shakti, Ishvara has Vikshepa Shakti. We saw Vikshepa Shakti yesterday. The projective power. The Jiva also has an inhibited projective power. Based on what? Not understanding the Adhishthana. Adhishthana is there? Adhishthana is oneself not understanding the Adhishthana. The Jiva also has an inhibited distorted Vikshepa Shakti because of which the Jiva also projects. And what does the jiva, Jiva beam? The Jiva beams out. And throws out wrong understandings of oneself, the Jagat and Ishvara. So the Jiva's projection is, you know, is in competition with Ishvara's projection. And that is why we saw the three orders of reality. So the, all that is there is Paramarthika, Jiva is Paramarthika, Ishvara is Paramarthika. On the level of that which is Paramarthika, it is all one, it is not two, you know, it is not three. All that is there is just one thing and you are that, you know, Tattva masi. you are that, that is all there, there is no three things, two things. So on the level of Paramarthika Sattva, only Ishvara is there. Only you are there, only that you are that Ishvara, only one thing is there. Sadeva Sobmya idamakre asi ekameva advitiyam, you are just that one alone, and you are not other than that, you know, there is nothing. And this whole jagat is what? You know, yet to come, you know, even if you look at it right from the beginning, so to speak, of this cycle of creation. All that was there is one Sadhvastu and that Sadhvastu is you. Tat satt sa atma romasi You are that sat. Now, there is nothing other than you, because you, see, it's very clear, and it's demonstrable because the self is self-evident, thank God. If the self, if I were not evident to myself, then the whole Vedanta Shastra is rendered nirarthaka, useless. Because I can cognize myself, that is on that stands, on that sat, on that paramarthikam sat, stands the whole Vedanta Shastra. And on that paramarthikam sat of myself being able to cognize myself and myself knowing myself as existent and that knowledge never becoming I don't know. I know I am never becomes I don't know. And when does it, you know, when does it become i don't know never and that in that never is hidden the vision of limitlessness that limitless i which never becomes not i and which never becomes i don't know that all knowledge existent i Satchidananda atma satya is satyam jnanam anantam brahma this is paramarthikam sat this is that which is you know which is not there, it was it's not that paramarthikam was there before and now it has become Yabaharikam Jagat. Then we have a question, you know, at the end of the class. What is the question? The question is how did Paramarthika become Yabaharika? You know. Good morning, good evening. This is the same question as how did Ishvara become Jiva? Or how if I am Ishvara, how how come I am I am Jiva? It's the same question. That we have to understand. It's it's exactly the same question. And this question has to be understood in detail. Why? Because, you know, this is uh, uh, this is just a different, uh, uh, you know, uh, wearing, the, the question is wearing a different dress, that's all. It's the same question. So why, the, what is the answer? You know, and the teacher patiently says, what? Paramarthika does not become... Vyabaharika. <laughs> ah. So, Paramarthika was Paramarthika. Paramarthika is Paramarthika. Paramarthika will remain Paramarthika. Paramarthika is you. Oh, Then, what is this Vyabaharika? Vyabaharika is a projective Shakti of Ishvara. Ishvara's projection is Vyabaharika. The projection is non-separate from the projector. This is what we have to see. Why? Because the projector inhabits the projection. The whole length and breadth of the projection is inhabited by the projector. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yes. And that is that is what it is. Tadeva Anupra And you know, this is the thaitriya Shruti. That having created the Jagat. Tadeva Anupra and even though we are using this, uh, uh, you know, uh, Tva, Pratyaya, you know, uh, the, the Pratyaya called Tva, Tva means, you know, having done, Srishtva, you know, having, having created, you know. So, that is all, you know, when that Tva Pratyaya is used, it is, it is like a, you know, it shows the, a kind of a, you know, time lapse, you know. Then, for you know, what you know, what happens? Like you know, for example, you know, having bathed, then I sit down to eat. You know, having bathed, na twa, you know, I sit down to eat. You know, so that so there is almost in, in that in that suffix called twa, there is almost like a time. You know, there is a sense of time having done something. Then I am doing this. But not so in Tatsva Tadeva Ishvaraha Brahman uh, Brahma There is no time lapse. But then why is that used? That uh, that uh, suffix is used? That suffix is primarily used for because the grammar has some problems. <laughs> the grammar structure. Is within the time-space matrix. The Srishti is not within the tri- time, you know, Ishvara Srishti is not within the time-space matrix simply because the Srishti does not unfold on the canvas of time and space. Oh, then what is the canvas of Srishti? Satchidananda. <laughs> It is, it is just unfolding Satchidananda, gleefully unfolding Satchidananda, where time is part of the package of unfoldment, where space is part of the package of unfoldment. But when we explain this, we have no words. We have no way because all our words are vitiated by the concept of time, space, etc. So we have to say, you know, silly things like, okay, having made the name and form, when Ishvara sat and uh, you know uh, and decided in each and every name and form, we have we are constrained to say that. But really speaking, even though the grammar is you know constrained because of the space-time matrix, we have to understand that the unfolding of the srishti is the inhabiting of the Srishti by Ishvara. So this projective and how is this Srishti unfolded, we have seen in detail through the Maya Shakti. The Maya Shakti, a power that helps in the unfoldment or the appearance of the variegation of what is this just one non-dual, you know, presence. And this presence you know, as though becomes many, so because, as though becomes many, and then inhabits the whole, you know, world of what? Names and forms. And it's not that the name and form was created first and the inhabiting took later. And that's why the dream example is so precious for us. Because in the dream, it's not that first you create something and then you inhabit the dream. As you create, you inhabit. There is no time lapse. In fact, you know, the dream time is very different from the real time. In the dream, you could dream of a whole generation. You can grow old in the dream. And you can, you know... uh, See some things happening, and then in reality, yavaharic reality, you know, on the on the empirical reality, when the sleep doctor, you know, says, you know, the REM, the rapid eye movement, which is what is the dream state, is only a few seconds, maybe a couple of minutes. So in the couple of minutes, a whole generation has come and gone in your dream. And so really, the dream is outside of this regular time. It's unfolding in its own time. And then, you know, and time is part of this unfoldment in your dream. And, you know, it's not that you create the tree and you become the tree. You, as you create, you are the tree. You are the mountain. You, you give yourself a body in the dream and you, you, you alone sustain every single thing. And that is what is exactly the parallel of the, uh, you know, Vyavaharikam Jagat. So this Paramarthika never becomes Vyavaharika. Remaining Paramarthikam Jagat, what does it do? It projects the Vyavaharika and that Vyavaharika, that transactional reality depends entirely on Paramarthika. Just like the dream objects depend on the dreamer. The dream objects are not outside of the dreamer. And they are not really there. Otherwise, if you go boating and dream that you have gone boating and there is water and boat and a few friends, then when you wake up, you know, you should be sleeping on the boat. (laughs) And then the friends should also be there. And, you know, or at the very least, there should be water in the room. No, all this doesn't happen. Because this is just a, what is called Mithya Bhuta. Mithya Bhuta means what? Mithya, Bhutam, Jagat, you know, in the dream. Mithya doesn't mean false. Mithya doesn't mean moha, delusion. Mithya doesn't mean non-existent. Mithya means a dependent reality, dependent upon that consciousness that is unfolding in the form of the dream. And similarly, you know, Ishparas, Jagat, is that consciousness unfolding, you know, in the form, you can't say dream here, in the form of a visualization, a projection. What is the connection between the visualizer and the visualized? So the visualized is not outside of the visualizer, just like the dream objects are not outside of the dreamer. But then you cannot say, even though you can say the dreamer is the dream, you cannot say the dream is the dreamer. Correct? So the dream is not outside of you. But you cannot say, I am in the dream. Then, no, you are not stuck in the dream because you can come out of the dream. And then next night when you go to sleep, you can revisit either that dream, some dreams are recurring dreams, or you can, you know, visit another dream. You can, you know, you can manifest another dream. So like this, so too, that which is visualized is not outside of the visualizer. So the visualized is non-separate from the visualizer. The projected jagat is non-separate from the projecting Ishvara. That is satyam. This is correct. But then what, what can we say? You know, the while the projected is the projector. The projector is free from that which is projected. Ah. There is no you know, there is no entanglement with that which is projected. This is the the, the definition of the Vyabaharikam Jagat and the relation between the Vyabaharikam Jagat and the Paramarthika Satta, you know, here, you know, which has morphed into Ishvara thanks to Maya Shakti. This we have to see. So the, the that which is projected is non-separate from the projector, just like your dream. Dream is dependent upon the dreamer. This is correct to say, but the reverse that you know the dreamer is dependent upon the dream, that the existence of the dreamer is dependent upon the dream is not right. This is not correct. So, do the Vyapaharikam Jagat, this Jagat which has come from Ishvara, so to speak, come means what? Still you know coming, it is sustained as we speak by Ishvara. And then you know, then that which has come is not separate from the one who has visualized it. This is the meaning of mithya, is that it is entirely dependent upon sat, on the paramarthika. Yavaharika is dependent on paramarthika. first definition of Yavaharika, dependent on paramarthika. It doesn't have a leg to stand on, it is not independent. It It is within the, within the rubric of the Satchidananda, which is the projector, which has morphed into the projector, giving rise to a projector, projected duality as though, because that is what it is. It's an as though duality. Real, in real, uh, you know, there is no duality speaking, it's a projection. So, just like you are, you know, you know, the the dream is one with you. You you know, you are, uh, but see, you know, upon waking, You know, you see that there is a dreamer, dreamed separation. And that separation is an as-though separation. And so too with Yavaharika and Paramarthika. So the first one, the first definition of Yavaharika is Adhisthana Ananyat. And I should write this down perhaps. Adhisthana Ananyat. Ananyat is, you know, first definition of Yavaharika or Nitya is Adhisthana Ananyat. Adhisthana means what? You know, the truth of everything. Adhishthana ananyat mithya. Mithya is an indeclinable word. It does, you cannot say mithya, mithya, mithya. Okay, yeah. It's indeclinable. And so, adhisthana ananyat, this is the first definition of mithya. And all it means is that it is entirely dependent on sat for its existence. Okay. And then, the mithya has one more definition. And uh, what is that? It is neither existent on its own. We have seen that, and you cannot dismiss it as non-existent either. And so, how do we how do we frame that? Sadhāsadbhyaam anirvacyam. Second definition of mithya, Adhisthana ananyat, non-separate from adhisthana. And then what? Sadhāsadbhyaam. You know, between sat and asad, it is hanging. You cannot say it is non-existent. If you say the Jagat is non-existent, then what? You know, then one is in problem. Then why are you going to a non-existent job? Why are you wearing non-existent clothes? And you also are non-existent, that means, you know. So, because you are in the Jagat, but that's not correct. You can never say, I am non-existent. And then you can't say the body is non-existent either. And so, therefore, what? So, therefore, it is not non-existent. And at the same time, it cannot be called existent. What is really existent is sat, paramarthikam sat alone is existent, self-existent. That which is self-existent alone is, you know, existent, and then the everything else depends upon that sat. So sat means what self-existent, you know, and you know, and unchanging. Self-existent means what? That it cannot be negated. Ah. So even Sat has two definitions. Why should Mithya only have two definitions? So the Paramarthika, so Mithya means vyavaharika. Okay, those are synonyms. Paramarthika also has two definitions. And what are they? One is, you know, um, abhaditam. abhaditam Sat, non-negatable. That's the first definition of Sat or Paramarthika. And the second definition is what? Trikale pitishthati itisat. Trikale pitishthati itisat. So that which is existent in all periods of time, past, present, future, unchanging, it is very much the same. Sat. And then it is non negatable. How do I see that it is non negatable? Because can you negate yourself? Well, no. You know. And then. If you can't negate yourself, that means you know sat is non-negatable. So that means I am sat. Yes. <laughs> that's what it means. So that's that is immediately demonstrable because you are self-evident. That self-evident sat is non-negatable. And then what? You know, it is it is unchanging in all three periods of time. But but mithya you also said is non-negatable, you know. Yes, mithya also you cannot negate but you cannot affirm it either as the active as the only reality because the moment you try to affirm anything in mithya it undergoes a change so you say something is the call it, mithya is something you know it refuses to be pinned down the vyavaharika jagat is just a, a very interesting projection of a, like a dominoes effect of you know, kind of loosely connected causes and effects. So you try to look for the cause. This is one PhD thesis. What is the cause of this particular disease? Then another PhD thesis says, no, 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 that's not the cause. That was then, this is now, now this is the cause. Then the third PhD thesis or the third body of research says, that's not the cause, this is the cause. And the the cause is a very shifty thing. So in the Vyabaharikamsat, you can never determine what is the cause. As soon as you determine, that cause then becomes the effect. So what is the cause of pot? Clay. But the clay itself is an effect of molecules, particles, etc. What is the cause of molecules, particles? What is the cause of particle? Then, then you don't know what even a particle is. Is it a wave? Is it a particle? And then after that, what? i you have to. You, you are either in an infinite regress, Tree seed, tree seed, tree seed, like that. Or you are, you know, uh, you, you just have to go somewhere to outside of this cause-effect chain, shrinkhala Outside of this cause-effect, you know, karya-karana shrinkhala, you have to see, and then you go to the karana that is sat, and that karana is free from all karya, all effects. This is this is the beauty of Ishvara Swasti. Uh, so the car. that's why Bhagavan says, you know, why did you do this? If you angrily talk to Bhagavan, you know, kartaram akartaram Yes, you can consider me the creator of the jagat, but really I didn't create anything, you know. Bhagavan washes off the hands nicely, see, you know, there is no imprint of the jagat in my hands, you know. This is this is not me. No, but then why did you leave me here? Are you mudha Mudha means, del- oh, oh, you deluded one, you are me. I did not leave you to, you know, fester in the jagat. Uh, in fact, you asked for the jagat. Oh, I asked for the jagat, yes. Why? Papa Punya, Kshaya, for your own, uh, you know, Papa and Punya to be boarded off. You know, you do not worded off, exhausted, that's a better word. For your papa and punya to be exhausted, you asked, you clamored for a body, which is a kshetra. You clamored for some people to play with other kshetras. And you clamored for a stomping ground for all the papas and punyas. And you had done so much punya in the last life that you became a Gandharva yaksha, kinnara, some kind of musical celestials who are always, you know, playing some instruments, very sophisticated, you know, uh, sattvic kind of a thing. And then what? And then this time, nara, vishra, papa, punya. And the next time what? You know, animal, teriyak, that which grows sideways, sideways. And then, uh, so this is, you know, But then how, after a human being, how can I become an animal? Yes, one can become an animal after having human janma. No problem. Anything is possible. No, but I thought human being is a punya sharira. Yes, it is true. It is because there is some punya that you have been born as a human being. But then after getting this, how can I become a dog again? Well, you know, the punya is not like Darwinian evolution. Yeah. After being a human being, you cannot become amoeba. In the Darwinian evolution, yes, because we are we are not talking of anatomical evolution here. No, but even in spiritual evolution, why? Because in spiritual evolution they can it can devolve. No, but how can I become a dog? Right? Because you know, some because even though the person was a human being, had a lot of territorial issues. <laughs> Territoriality was there. Growled when anybody came near. Had a sense of possession. This is me, this is mine, this is my people. Okay, dog buddhi. Therefore Bhagavan said, this human life is wasted, next time dog. it? So therefore, this, you know, uh, Gandharva, you know, celestial, Deva Nara Tiryang, You know, these bodies, these bodies are coming there because of Papa Punya. And so what is the jiva's contribution? Because without this, you know, the jiva's contribution, so to speak, there is no Jagat possible because the visualisation of Bhagavan we have seen is Satya Sankalpa. If Bhagavan doesn't want the Jagat to enjoy for himself, herself, so the Jagat is what? The Jagat is a product of what? Bhagavan's enjoyment, sorry, sorry, Bhagavan's, you know, uh, sankalpa, and the jiva's quote-unquote enjoyment. Isha-srishtam, jeeva bhogyam this Prapancha, this world of five elements infallibly manifest, projected by Bhagavan is for the sake of what? Jiva, you know, jiva's consumption, Yes. So the impetus for the Srishti is the desires of the Jiva. This will come to later. But this is what is called a sneak preview. We already know this kind of. The desires of the Jiva make one of the ingredients for this visualization, a.k.a. projection. So the visualization is the projection. There is no time lapse. You know, Again, that let, uh, let, let, let us not be misled by the twa Pratyaya. Tva means having done. There is no time lapse, but there is no other way in the our grammar fails us. The grammar is tired. It doesn't have any other way of expressing the simultaneity and the spontaneous, spontaneous creation where there is, where time itself is part of the creation. It has no way of doing that because the grammar is within the time-space matrix. The pastatva having, you know, visualized it, created it, even though the Shruti says we have to say as it was visualized, the creation also unfolded, time unfolded, space unfolded, and then what? And all of them are non-separate from the unfolders. So the cow came, Kavishvara, Ishvara in the form of cow, and Ishvara in the form of goat, Goteshvara, Kavishvara, and then what? Human Ishvara, Nareshvara, you know, Taivishvara, Kaleshvara, and Speseshvara we have. We've, Kaleshvara is there, there is a temple, Mahakaleshvara temple, and Kali, the goddess, is the goddess of time. That's why she's so frightening, because time represents for us the end. That's why she had the tongue out. Ah. She says, I'm waiting for you, O Jiva. Which Jivas is Kali waiting for? The ones that don't gain this knowledge. That is who she is waiting for. Ah. Not, for not for us, Vedantins. And Kala Bhairava, again the Lord of Time, for us it's all Ishvara. Then you go to Chidambaram temple where there is a secret Rahasya. What is the secret? What is the surprise there? Space, Aishwara. Space, Akasha, Akash How do you garland Akasha? You just garland some, you know, you put some nylon threads and suspend a garland. You cannot garland space. You can't, you pretend to garland space. Space is Bhagavan for us, not separate from from, you know, Bhagavan, time non-separate from Bhagavan, all the orders, the physical order, the anatomical order, the order of karma, everything is non-separate from Bhagavan. Papa, Pundya, non-separate from Bhagavan, and the jiva along with all its complexes, non-separate from Bhagavan. So, this whole infallible projection has taken place with the help of that which is known you know, as the feminine principle, and this feminine principle is, is called Maya Shakti, and for Maya Shakti, you know, and this Maya Shakti we have seen as two components, or two aspects, so the twofold Shakti, Shakti Dvaya, and you know, so this, this Shakti Dvayam is two, twofold Shakti of Maya, and what is this Shakti Dvayam? This twofold Shakti is the power to delude, and (laughs) which is the avarna shakti, the covering power. And this covering power, as I told you, has its place because certain things need to be hidden for some time. Like when the seed is transforming into a sapling, it is hidden, it's under the ground. This is avarna shakti. Certain things need to be hidden. And that also, and and I told you the things between lifetimes, also need to be hidden, otherwise it's not possible, you know, otherwise you can't even live, otherwise you'll just get so, so depressed, it's certain things, so there is the avarna shakti, the hiding power is part of the jagat and then, you know, and then what else, the projective power, these two are Ishvara's shaktis as those shaktis and these as though shaktis create havoc <laughs> if they are not understood properly. Is as though shaktis, you know, are what is helping Maya, you know, Maya, the goddess, you know, how does she create this whole universe? She puts you to sleep from your own reality and then what? She takes the palette, she has a paint palette like Van Gogh, Picasso, very, you know, gifted, crafted artist she is. And what are the, what are the colors? Don't say primary colors, red, blue, whatever it is. You know, I keep forgetting the primary colors: red, blue, yellow, or whatever. Red, blue, something like that. Whatever it is, the primary colors. Here it is: sattva, rajas, tamas. So with this, you know, palette, she paints the whole jagat. She paints the sun. She paints the moon at night. She paints the day. She paints the night. She paints, you know your body, she paints your mind in a various combination of all these colors. She paints the bodies and minds of all the people in the universe. She does not however paint you. (laughs) Uh, She paints a little casing, you know, where this Satchidavanda Atma goes, enters and feels trapped in this painting. Hello, this is the canvas, let me out, let me out, what is this? I'm first trapped in this body, then as soon as I realize that I'm trapped in this painting. You know, there was one very interesting movie, I forgot its title, where this character is, you know, trapped in a bubble. In, in, in the whole universe is just a false universe, suspended somewhere like a balloon. And so, you know, and everything is made up. His parents are made up. His parents are just voices that he hears. Does, a, does anybody remember the title of that movie? Does anybody remember? This character that finally finds out that the walls are just, you know, this balloon, this huge balloon that is suspended, and in fact, his whole life has been an experiment, you know, somewhere, and he has been a guinea pig for this experiment. You know, so there is this whole jagat. He can go to the bank, he can come back, he can go to a movie, within a movie. or oh, what is that, you know? And then he can meet people, yeah, the Truman Show, correct, that is the one. I kept thinking the word Truman came, but I forgot what else was there. There's a movie. So that is what, I was very excited when I saw that movie, because I thought, okay, this is just exactly, you know, what is going on here. This is what the whole thing is that, you know, Maya's painting, one feels trapped if one doesn't know that one is, you know, one is Ishvara. (laughs) One is trapped in the palette of Maya and then first one looks at the Jagat. Aha! So many colors, so many designs, so many things to eat. So this Bhogya Prapancha, consume. Aha! Fantastic! Oh, can I have more of that? Oh, this is, this is wonderful. Oh, I can buy this with some money. Oh, that means it will be with me forever. Yeah! Until you break it. <laughs> That's all. And then, oh, it broke. Oh, sad. Oh, it was one of a kind, custom. You know, this is what the whole thing is. So the Maya, this Jagat is just a perfect simulation of the Paramarthika. Very interesting. It's a simulation because it is Paramarthika. It is not separate from Paramarthika. But then what? You know, Paramarthika is not coming in it. So the Maya is not succumbing to her own painting. Yeah. In fact, here also we can get very technical and say there are two aspects of Maya. Aparaprakriti, Prakriti. This is the you know seventh chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. This is elucidated very nicely. Aparaprakriti Prakriti means she who you know is is in the form of the you know uh, Sattva Rajas uh, Tamas Triguna Mika Shakti means she herself is the raw material. This is called Aparaprakriti. But the one who paints is what? Paraprakriti. Are you trapped in the painting? She says, no, 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 I'm just the artist. How can I be trapped in the painting? And she is the one who is all knowledge for Ishvara and paints a little dunce, small, small dunce caps on all the jivas sitting there, uh, trapped in the painting as it were. The whole painting is a spoof, and that spoof has to be recognized. So this uh, Sattva Rajas Tamas, she paints the jiva with all these three colors, uh, colorations. She also paints something called Ishwara. <laughs> she is not separate from Ishwara, but she gives rise to this. This big kingly figure with all glories, she paints a nice cape of, you know, nice gold. She uses a lot of gold huh? in, in doing Ishwara's crown, in doing all the painting. Ishwara shines and then not satisfied with that, she sticks some precious stones before the paint dries. She puts a blob of paint and sticks some precious stones. All these things, Ishwara's cape shines all within this painting and then the jivas are saying, Oh Imam, Pahimam, who is this jiva? it's a miserable, you know, gunny sack for a uh, cloak, lined <laughs> with fears and tears, sad, sad, sad. <laughs> and then what? So, this is Ishvara. So, Ishvara is also within the Maya Shakti, as though, <laughs> as though Ishvara Tvam, Ishvara and jiva She doesn't paint Ishvara, she paints Ishvara-tvam, Ishvara-ness. The concept of Ishvara comes into being, and the concept of Jiva comes into being. She doesn't paint Ishvara, she is Ishvara. And this is so beautiful. So then Ishvara is also having Rajasen Tamas. Yes, Sattva Rajasen Tamas, yes, absolutely. But Ishwara is mostly sattva with a little bit of rajas, enough to create the jagat, so to speak, project the jagat. And then very little tamas, enough enough tamas to take everything back. So from the standpoint of sattva, you, you know, you say that this is, you know, from the standpoint of rajas, it is Brahmaji, the creator, projector. From the standpoint of sattva, We say Vishnu, Sustainer, Mahavishnu. You see, these are all avatars. And then from the standpoint of, uh, what is that? You know, uh, Shiva, you say, resolver from the standpoint of Tamas. Because that Tamas, little bit of Tamas is needed in order to, you know, bring the whole Jagat back unto itself. Uh, Sattva Rajas Tamas, sorry, Rajas, Sattva Tamas, Brahma, Vishnu, Maheshwara. You know, Ishwara here means Rudra, the one who resolves everything. Kaleshwara, the lord of time. Ah. So that is, you know, so Sattvara just tamas is there in Ishwara Tvam. And in Jivatvam, of course, the Jiva is trapped in the three gunas. <laughs> Mostly tamas From the collective standpoint, we are not talking of each and every jiva's uh, mental makeup of how everyone should become sattvic. We are not talking of that. We are talking of jiva, you know, the the upadhi called jiva. So, this upadhi called Ishvara, upadhi means that which is the conditioner for this, as though conditioner for this consciousness. You know, conditioner don't get confused. It is not that which you use after shampoo. Okay, not that conditioner. This is a as-though constraining conditioner for that consciousness, which is free of, you know, ever being conditioned. And so that, that upadhi, you know, for, for Ishvara is maya upadhi. Maya in the form of all sattva, little bit of rajas and tamas. This is what is called, you know, um, this is, you know, maya in the form of all knowledge is Ishwara, Maya Upadhi is Ishwara and the same Maya Upadhi the shadow side of Maya Upadhi fully tamas ajnana ah, and this is what is called Jiva. and the Maya itself is an as though power so the Avarna has to be broken for the Jeeva to understand it is its it is Ishvara. and so the you know uh, the Mahavakya the sentences in the Upanishad that reveal the oneness of Jiva and Ishvara, what do they do? They don't, you know, uh, they, they are not sort of making this uh, oneness at the level of the body, the mind, etc. That oneness, Tattva Masi, Mahavakya, operates at which level? Operates at the level of that which is not apparent. At the non-apparent level, what is apparent is differences. Ishvara great, Ishvara wearing the cloak of the rainer, the king of the universe, and I am coming under the spirit of the laws of the universe. Not at that level. At the level of that consciousness, which abides as Ishvara, which abides as Jiva, which is the truth of Ishvara and Jiva. And on that level alone, that oneness is, you know, that oneness is understood and that oneness is basically, you know, you know, that is the spoof. And that avarna keeps one from the oneness. But so what if there is avarna? There is also within the painting of Maya, little books, you know, Advaita Makaranda, Veda, is also in that painting. In that very painting are the ways to come out of this. And little Guru is there, little jiva as the Shishya is there, going to the Guru, all that is possible within this painting. So far from being trapped, you know, the way to come out of this trap is also there. So really speaking, it's an as-though trap. So this is an as-though class? Sure. (laughs) It's an as-though class for the one who is as-though trapped, for the as-though student, Seeking an as-though guru, you know, for the, for the as-though problem, we have an as-though solution. Om Purnamadav Purnamidam Purnat Purnamadachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnami Vavashishate Om Shanti 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 harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha harihi Om